Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a comedian and one of my personal bad jokes. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. So I did it. I made a bad joke about coronavirus in class. What was it exactly that I said? Something along the lines of, yeah, I'm not worried about this at all. Uh, I made it through Ebola or something dumb like that. Um, and before, before everybody gets after me, let me be really clear. I made that joke about four or five weeks ago, <laughs> right? Were I to say it now, obviously hiding under the cover of darkness in my house as I'm, you know, hiding under my bed all day eating wheat thins out of the box to survive, it would be pretty ridiculous. But again, I said this joke like four or five weeks ago, which is true at the time, five weeks ago. So we're talking like mid-February. I, I didn't think anything of coronavirus. I think when I first heard of it, they're like, oh, there's some virus in or excuse me, not in Japan, but China. And it's getting a little out of control. And I, I didn't even, I didn't even diagnose it in my head as good or bad. It was just a nothing. It went completely un, unattended to. And then probably four weeks ago, so kind of towards the end of February, uh, people started saying, "Oh, it's it's really really bad." And I was like, "Oh, some people died. Okay, well, yeah, that's bad." And my wife, I think, right around this time asked me about it and she said, well, what do you think? And I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. We, we've had a couple of really bad flu seasons in the last, uh, you know, few, last few years, I think, you know, it's primarily elderly people that are going to be affected by this and, and that's terrible, but I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. Which again, a lot of the, a lot of the bad flu seasons, they always say, Hey, look, elderly people or preexisting conditions. It's bad. And it is bad. But again, I didn't think anything this drastic. So about three weeks ago, it's, it's getting really bad. It's all over the news. And my wife says to me, hey, what do you think about this one night? I get home from work and she's really upset about it. And she said, tells me why she's upset about it and says, what do you think? And I said, you know, my honest opinion is, do you remember SARS? And she was like, SARS? And I was like, yeah, do you remember SARS from years ago? She said, yeah. I was like, well, do you remember like the bird flu, which I think was H1N1. Maybe that was a swine flu. I'm not sure. So it was like SARS and the bird flu and then uh, the swine flu and then recently Ebola. I was like, think about Ebola. That's terrifying. And I was talking to her and my point was not that, not that any of these diseases are okay, but just that as of late, I had personally been kind of desensitized to worrying about these superbugs because they were popping up every two or three years and the worst i had seen was when um somebody i believe it was in jersey came new jersey came back from africa and got quarantined and i thought oh that's really extreme because i think it was a uh, chris christie in new jersey and again don't quote me on this but this is kind of how i remember it a governor in that area had quarantined a U.S. citizen after coming back from an area in Africa that had been determined had Ebola going through it. And I thought, gosh, that's really extreme. I mean, that's an American citizen. They're quarantining that person. 
It's pretty crazy. But that's that's as bad as I remember any of this stuff getting. It's not like anything like this has happened. So then two weeks ago, I'm sitting in uh, the Growler in downtown Danville. It was, uh, it was a Wednesday night. And my friends say, they're laughing about it because they're like, hey, look, this is the last time we're going to be seeing each other for a couple weeks. And I said, okay, okay, look, I understand this is bad, but you're not serious, are you? And they all laughed at me and said, yeah, get ready. You better start moving your classes online. I was like, that's ridiculous. That was Wednesday. By Saturday, four days later, I was calling every single client I had that was still in, in uh, prep with me, telling them I was moving online to Zoom. I set up pickup stations outside. Students could come at their leisure, pick up these books. They wouldn't have to see anyone, or I would hand deliver them to people because I knew some people wouldn't be able to make it into class, and this was a Saturday. Classes were starting on Sunday. Okay, so that was two Saturdays ago. So we're talking like nine, ten days ago. Then <laughs> things got worse. The kids got booted from school. So now everybody's at home. And we're now doing homeschooling. And initially I told my clients, hey, two weeks. We'll do two weeks of this online. No problem. And we'll move right back to school. Now it's, hey, I don't think I'm going to ever meet some of my students. I have May students right now that are working for the May SAT. It is canceled, but we're still working on the same schedule. And then we'll set up additional reviews later. But just so we don't you know, lose track of time and, and lose this downtime, we're keeping it together. It may be possible that these May students, I will never meet them in person. And I may only meet them over Zoom, which is unbelievable. And now I'm in my second week of virtual teaching and it's fine you, you know got the kinks out everything's fine it's it's going well I'm, I'm pleased with it but I'm not going out to get anything I don't have to go out to get I'm not going out to get you know beers with anyone I'm certainly not doing uh, doing a lot of takeout unless I can come home and nuke the hell out of it in the microwave um, you know, I'm not, this is not funny. I've seen a couple of my, my good friends in passing and we, we genuinely stay six to 10 feet away from each other, even though these are the people I want to give a hug to and, and, you know, pat them on the back and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're all doing fine. We're going to make it through this. Now in today's environment, the stupid joke I made five weeks ago is, is bad right like nobody's really joking about this now but it's not terrible I think most people would forgive me for making that joke like okay look who knew who knew it was going to be this bad nobody knew it was going to be this bad and and perhaps there's some epidemiologist out there saying like I knew fine man no normal person knew except the most pessimistic they could have imagined even that I think it would be hard to imagine us on quarantine and shelter in place um, you know, five, five, six weeks ago. So nobody knew. I got different information over the last four or five weeks. I got different experiences. I, I listened to different people and the world changed. And therefore I changed. And the joke I made five weeks ago, not the end of the world. I don't, I don't know anyone who took this that seriously five weeks ago. Everybody was making jokes about it. And we move on with our lives. The problem that I see with my joke and the way people address it is not that 
the way they would address me and my silly joke is wrong, but it's that they can't seem to do this, this logical thinking of, hey, a certain time frame ago, different experiences, different information, different person. And so now Matt probably wouldn't make that joke again. For some reason, no one's capable of doing this in other real life situations spanning years and decades. No one can do this. The, the perfect example of this is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars. He made some bad joke in 2008, 2010 about hitting his son over the head with a dollhouse. Because Kevin Hart was saying if he was gay, I'd hit him on the head with a dollhouse. Just, just being stupid. He was being a comedian. He was trying to be funny. Every comedian is trying to be funny. And it was a bad joke then. And he apologized then. He was like, you know, I said it, probably not a great thing to say. And then he realizes, like, you know what? It's really not a great thing to say. Obviously, I wasn't being serious. Obviously, I would never abuse my son. Obviously, I'd never beat my son with a dollhouse or a toy. Obviously, but you know what? I'm sorry about that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that he apologized in the moment. Nobody cares that it was a decade ago. Nobody cares about that. Kevin Hart is a completely different person now than he was then. Completely different person. Way more so than me being a different person five weeks ago and now. It's laughably so. Five weeks ago was, was a blip compared to a decade ago. You know, we're talking 520 weeks if we're talking 10 years. I'm talking about five weeks. And... This is an enormous problem, so much so that uh, Dave Chappelle in his most recent special started out making a joke about it, saying that society now, no matter what, they'll look 10 years, they'll look 15 years, they'll look 20 years back. They don't care how long they have to go. There's something that you have done that was wrong that they're going to find out about and they're going to blast you for it. They're going to light you on fire, man. And... And it's so crazy that that's the way it is because everybody could be sympathetic with my situation. I'm just making some joke five weeks ago and now the world has changed and obviously I'm not making that joke now. I'm taking this very seriously. I'm meeting all the recommendations and then some for how to keep yourself and your community and your family safe. I have no problem doing that, but I made those jokes five weeks ago. It was a different world. I was a different person. But for some reason, people can't see their way through that when dealing with celebrities, when dealing with other people, especially in the political sphere. It, and, and what's worse is people listening to opposing politicians buy into it. They're like, yeah, 10 years ago, he said that. Well, how insane is that? Could you imagine me running for some kind of local political office and somebody saying, hey, Five weeks ago, Matt said coronavirus wasn't a big deal. He's a corona denier. And I, you know, get on my high horse. I'm like, he said four weeks ago that he's never going to stop shaking people's hands. He said he would not do that. And then he's like, well, that was four weeks ago. You know, I wash my hands every time. Now, I don't know. I would just bump elbows. I'm like, he said shaking people's hands. But the point is, what are we doing? Listening 
and participating in these historical roasts where they find some previous version of you or someone. There's this previous version out there. The person is now completely different. But we don't take that into account. We act as if the previous version of that person is the contemporary version. We act as if that person had said whatever bad thing they said today, right now, on national television. And it's just silly. It's silly and it's damaging. It's not going to help anyone to buy into these things. We have presidential elections coming up. It's not going to do anyone any good to go back 10 and 20 and 30 years and 40 years and say who what was like the silly thing this person did 40 years ago when they were 20 now obviously when you're talking about a president you're looking for the best possible person for the job and you want consistency in viewpoints you don't want somebody flip-flopping back and forth and if something egregious happened right like if somebody is a convicted murderer or something i mean obviously you take that into account but for the love of everything holy Maybe consider my bad corona joke. Maybe consider that people are different and the world is different and the sentiment is different. The way we're engaging each other is different. And the things that are important to the American people, those are different. Even from the 80s and 90s compared to right now, the things that are important are different. We didn't even have the internet in the 80s. I didn't even have email till like the late 90s. So for crying out loud, let's, let's take a step back from clinging on to past selves and trying to sell those as the person's contemporary self. We all have pasts. We've all made bad corona jokes. And I don't think anyone here would want those being replaced for the most compassionate, most present, and most intelligent version of themselves, which is quite hopefully their present self. And on that note, thanks for listening. Go out and crush it.